On today's What If Wednesday, we are going to look at two top prospects, Robert Hassel and as well as Elijah Green. The What If question is, what if they can turn their careers around here in D.C.? You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clare. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. And later on in today's show, we're going to be getting into some a kind of a brilliantly dumb thing that I thought of over the last few days here. And I honestly, I kind of have bought into this theory. I'll explain that a little later on in today's show as Nick Senzel has come into D.C. We got might have some good aura here, Bruin. I'll discuss that a little later on in today's show. Second off, today's about Robert Hassel and Elijah Green for this What If Wednesday. So after we kind of get into what if they can turn their careers around, what would that mean for it? We're then going to get into the confidence in which we think Robert Hassel and Elijah Green can really turn their careers around. We'll discuss that and really what we need to see going forward from both of them. But let's start off with the what if question is, what if Robert Hassel and Elijah Green can turn their careers around here in D.C.? Before we that you get into that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. So let's get right into it. As Robert Hassel and Elijah Green, two big-name prospects, both first-round picks. Robert Hassel, a first-round pick by the San Diego Padres, was one of the main figures in that Juan Soto deal. Since coming to D.C., since getting to Harrisburg, it's been a struggle for Robert Hassel, really the entirety of the last year and a half. As soon as he got traded here, Something has not been right. Something has not been right with his swing. His strikeout rate has been up. His power has been down. And really just things have not gone well at all for him. Last year in the Arizona Fall League, he broke his haymate bone. Going into this year, kind of rehabbing still, getting back to full strength. This season was ultimately not as what we all expected here. And then for the other hand, Elijah Green, who also dealt with some injuries, some lingering injury over the course of this season as well, the worst nightmare came to fruition for Elijah Green this year. Everyone talked about his strikeout rate down at IMG Academy when the Nationals took him in the top five of the 2022 MLB draft. And a lot of people were kind of loving the pick or also on the other hand, hating the pick because of the big boom and the big bust that could be coming with Elijah Green. So what if they were to both turn their careers around. Let's start off with Robert Hassel. If Robert Hassel were to turn his career around, you'd be getting a very high IQ baseball player, someone who's going to be looking at maybe batting even 300 at some point in his major league career. That is the kind of skill set that Robert Hassel had. He's not going to be up there hitting a ton of home runs. He's not going to be a Cody Bellinger type of hitter at the plate where he could be mashing 40 to 45 home runs a season. I don't really necessarily see that with him. But looking at Robert Hassel, there's always been one player in mind that I think a lot of Nationals fans can kind of resonate with. 
he's going to be a lot like Jason Worth. I think if Robert Hassel, if we were to get the most out of him, if he were to develop, then I think that's the kind of player that you could be looking at. Jason Worth was a great player. He was never necessarily an MVP kind of player. When the Nationals paid him what they did back in 2011, they certainly overspent for him, at least at that moment in time. But the production that he put up with Philadelphia and then with the Nationals, that's what I kind of expect the ceiling to be for a Robert Hassel. Now, on the other hand with it, he's going to be a better defender. Robert Hassel is someone who could stick in center field and play a very, very good defensive center field as well. Someone who's got a good arm. He's got range in the outfield. He can steal bases on the base path as well. There's a lot of different skill sets that Robert Hassel has, but the big struggle with him has been his strikeout rate and also not necessarily staying all that healthy. Considering he broke his haymate bone just last year, that is an injury for hitters that can be a little detrimental, especially when you're younger, trying to develop, trying to get your swings in because it can really affect your power as what we saw this year. Now, do I think that Robert Hassel, has this been kind of an injury issue with him over the last year? It could have been. But also, I can't ignore the fact that when the Nationals traded for him, through that period, through the two months that he was in the Nats farm system playing every single day with Wilmington and as well as Harrisburg, I couldn't help but notice this. The production just was not there, stemming back from last year. It was not. For whatever reason, the Nationals... They have not been able to continue that rollover with what Robert Hassel is doing in San Diego. As soon as he got here, something hit the wall. I don't know what it is. I don't know exactly what could be going wrong with a Robert Hassel. Because, again, this was someone who was a top 25 prospect in baseball. This was someone who a lot of people said was a can't-miss kind of prospect. Someone who's going to be a very safe, very good player in the big league someday. For whatever reason it is. Robert Hassel just has not panned out at this moment in time. Now, can he still pan out? Absolutely. But his strikeout rate being way up considering what it once was in 2021 and as well as the beginning of 2022, this year, it was a tough go for it. It could be the haymade injury. It could be other things. It could maybe just be the Nationals, maybe botching his development. There's a lot of different things, but... We'll kind of answer that question and really the confidence that I have in him bouncing back in 2024 in that second segment. But now let's get into Elijah Green. What if he can turn his career around? What will have to happen for Elijah Green? Similar to Robert Hassel, Elijah Green, it's the strikeout rate. He had at some point over this summer was striking out in 50% of his at-bats. It doesn't matter what level you're at. It doesn't matter if you're in the big leagues. It doesn't matter if you're in low A. It doesn't matter if you're in double A, the fall league, whatever level you're at. If you are striking out in 50% of your at-bats at any given stretch, that is a problem. That is going to be a big problem as well going forward. Now, when the Nationals took him in the top five in 2022, coming out of high school, a lot of people talked about his strikeout rate already in high school being high. He was striking out in about 20, 25% of his at-bats down at IMG Academy, facing the best talent there is at that academy. But that's not normal. And so when the Nationals took him, we all expected Elijah Green to have kind of these flaws, and it's going to be a little bit of a workaround. And in that first year in rookie ball, he kind of killed the baseball, having a 900-plus OPS in that summer, only a handful of games, showed off some power, showed off some range in the outfield, 
And again, I still think Elijah Green has got one of the highest, if not the highest ceiling in the Nationals farm system that consists of James Wood, Brady House, and Dylan Cruz. If Elijah Green can turn around, he's got the tools to do it, by the way. It's just a matter of putting all of this together at one time, staying healthy, getting your hacks in, not striking out at a 40 to 50% clip the way that he was doing this last year. He's going to have to figure out a way to cut that down. But even then, it also goes back to the power. What separates Elijah Green from the pack? What separates him from another high school prospect or another top prospect in baseball? It's his raw power, the ability to just simply kill the baseball. He's one of those kind of analytical darlings, you could say. When he is at his best, you're going to look at his exit velocities and say, this guy's going to be a problem. He kills the baseball. His barrel, barrel rate is up there at times when he is hitting the ball in a, in a nice way. But it hasn't been beautiful music the entire time here at the Elijah Green. You've seen a lot of struggles with the strikeouts. He hasn't really been very selective at the plate with his pitches. There's a lot of different things when discussing Elijah Green and kind of the issues of what has happened and what has transpired over the last year and a half since drafting him in the top five. But Elijah Green, he can still turn around. Am I necessarily confident in him turning around at this point? We'll just have to see until I answer that in the second segment. But what says you? Do you think the Nationals and the way that they are currently constructed with their player development, kind of ripping this entire department in half over the last year, this could help Elijah Green. And if he were to turn it around here in D.C. with the Nationals and kind of stay with them, stick with the process, see what the Nats can do, get the most out of him, you're going to get a very impactful player. Is he ever going to reach that ceiling that we were all kind of dreaming of about a year and a half ago? You can't say no at this point, but you also can't say yes, that it's going to definitely happen at this. But if you were to just get a little glimpse of that, just a little bit, this Nationals team, let's say put Robert Hassel in this conversation as well. If you were to get both those guys back at a healthy level, going into this season, really being productive, flying through the minor leagues, Elijah Green's killing the baseball, hitting home runs, his exit velocity's back up, both their strikeout rates are kind of back down and kind of have deflated a little bit. That is when you will see this Nationals farm system soar in the rankings. If you were to get even just one of those two guys to just play at the levels that we are all kind of thinking that they would be when you traded for Hassel and drafted Green, just get one of those guys to be what you thought they would be. That is when this kind of system changes a lot of different things here. Because we know the outfield talent that we have. You may be thinking, we have too much outfield talent. We need a little bit more infield talent. We need pitching help. You can never have too much when it comes to prospects. In this Nationals team, you got to make your strength your strength, and you got to keep your strength your strength. So what is your confidence in Robert Hassel and Elijah Green breaking out on a scale of 1 to 10? It's a little bit of a tricky answer. I'll tell you why I think... Both have a little bit of a chance after I tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 
if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because the app is so damn easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. When you go into FanDuel, I go to NFL right away on my NFL Sunday. I then put together a big parlay. I love doing this. It's fun with FanDuel. They give you all the updated odds, and they make it so easy to use. Join me, and when you do so, go to FanDuel.com slash on Again, FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel.com slash on FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, this is the Robert Hassel and Elijah Green show. But next, we got some good aura coming from Nick Senzel. I'll explain why I think that after this segment. So what is your confidence in either Elijah Green or Robert Hassel kind of making this turnaround? What is your confidence on a scale of one to 10. Let's start off with Robert Hassel here first because Robert Hassel, he's probably the one who's clo- definitely the one who's closest to the major leagues, someone who could be up maybe at some point this summer, depending on what he does, depending on how the Nationals really feel with what they can do with him down the line. But right now, with Robert Hassel on a scale of one to 10, I'm at about a five to a five and a half out of 10 with, when it comes to Robert Hassel. And Robert Hassel, here's the thing. There's a track record with him. Since being drafted in the first round by the Padres, in years past, Robert Hassel has number one, he has hit for average. And all the skills that they were promised coming out of the draft, he has shown those at basically every single level. For whatever reason, over the last year and a half, we discussed this in the first segment, it has not worked out here in D.C. But with the Nationals' new player development system kind of getting back into the analytics grove, I think the Nationals, if they were to kind of turn someone around in this system or maybe just kind of have someone come out of nowhere, put them that in quotation marks, you could say, Robert Assel would be that guy at this moment because he's got the talent. A lot of people are still high on Robert Hassel, and they probably should be, in fact. He's got a lot of different skill sets. He's solid in the outfield. He can play a lot of different positions. And also, his bat-to-ball skills used to be elite. This is someone who draw who used to drew his walks. He used to not really strike out as much. But for whatever reason, the Nationals, they have not been able to tap back into that. And a lot of people are out there saying this could be a haymate-related kind of issue with Hassel. This could be kind of something that might be holding him back to a point where we just simply do not understand that. We cannot fathom that. And honestly, I can't say if that's true or not. Because Robert Hassel, there was reports of him kind of tweaking his his haymate bone back with the Nationals in Harrisburg just last season and then fully breaking it down at the Arizona Fall League in 2022. That kind of allowed him not to have this full-on healthy offseason. He had to go right into surgery last October, get that fixed up, and then he was healthy, really 100% healthy, probably at some point this summer. But with Robert Hassel, my confidence in him is a little bit higher because of the fact that he's done this before. He has shown us results. He has shown the Padres results. When the Nationals traded for him, they weren't expecting this. They weren't expecting some kind of lottery prospect in the which that Robert Hassel has become over the last few months here. They weren't expecting him to struggle at the rate that he has been 
So maybe the Padres just knew something that we didn't. Maybe the parks that he were at in San Diego and their farm system was just a little bit more hitter friendly, and that's what inflated his stats. I'm not necessarily thinking that, though. I don't think that's the case at all at this point. I think with Robert Hassel, if the Nationals, if they can get back down to the nitty-gritty of player development, they can get into the analytics, they can kind of get into their lab, as the kids said. That is when you could see a big turnaround with Hassel. I don't think it's out of this ordinary. The Nationals have done this in the past. They have kind of flipped a prospect's fortune around a little bit after struggling. Anthony Rendon has struggled in the past, way back in the Nats' early days with Mike Rizzo as the GM. But if they can do that again, I think Robert Hassel will be at the forefront of it. So I'm at about a 5 to 5.5 out of 10 of confidence in him turning his career around. Now here, let's get to Elijah Green. This one is the probably the more tricky one you could say here. I'm at about a four with Elijah Green, a four out of 10 at this moment in time. The reason why I say that, he does not have this track record. But here's also the good thing about him. Again, I will stand on this table. Elijah Green, he's got the biggest skill set as far as Nationals prospects go. Now, skill sets mean a lot of different things. When you're talking about skill sets, you're really just talking about what their ceiling could be. There's a lot of different things that go into this because, number one, ceilings never indicate what someone will be. It just indicates what kind of talent that they hold. Now, with Elijah Green, here's the simple thing with him. This is someone who's going to be a very good defensive center fielder no matter where you put him. He's already shown all the different things in center that you can say, this kid's going to be an elite fielder probably. Also, on the other hand, this is going to be someone who could steal 20 to 25 to 30 bases at some point if he were to get on base at a rate that is relatively decent, and which he didn't do in Fredericksburg this last year. But the reason why I put him at a 4 out of 10 and maybe a little slight downtick from Robert Hassel is, again, because of the track record. I have not seen it yet with Elijah Green. He had those, what, 12 to 15 games down at rookie ball where he had a good slash line, but even then... You can't really just put rookie ball and say, this guy's going to be good in the next 15 games because of it. He started off relatively hot down in Fredericksburg in the first week of the season. He had a really good slash line. A lot of people are like, maybe the Nationals did hit on something. Maybe the Nationals have turned around their player development system, and now we have a little bit more juice. And it would be a good thing, by the way, because we all know you need a little bit more juice in this farm system to really kind of get this thing going. But with Elijah Green... It just comes back down to this. The Nationals, this is going to be a big project. You know, think back to middle school or high school when you have that big science fair project that's due at the end of the year. You're working on it for months with your classmates. You're in the, you're planting some seed in the back of the science classroom, sticking it under a heat lamp and trying to see if that thing can sprout or not. Most of the time, those projects usually kind of end up in a little bit of a disaster. But sometimes you strike gold and you can win the science fair. The Nationals, they're not out of the clear yet. They got a lot of hurdles to jump here when it comes to Elijah Green. We've talked about it with the high strikeout rate. You got to tap back into the power. You have to make sure he stays healthy. And ultimately, you have to make sure this kid stays competent because he's still just a kid. And this guy has a ton of talent with him. There's a lot of different things and a lot of tools that he possesses that the Nationals simply do not have in their system. And again, I'll say it. He has the highest upside 
in this Nationals farm system. It's just a matter of if he can stay consistent and ultimately, what will he do with this talent? What will the Nationals do with this talent? That's the kind of mindset that I think the Nationals will have to have with them because it hasn't been pretty. It has not at all. But it doesn't mean you can't just get the most out of him and then bail on. We'll just have to see what the Nationals do with them. But at this moment in time, Robert Hassel and Elijah Green, this has been their show. They're very good prospects. They both got a ton of potential. No one should be out on them yet, especially Elijah Green. I want to say that. Is all these numbers, are they concerning? Of course they are. But don't be out of them yet. Don't just let this new regime, let the new player development thing kind of take its course, see if they can turn around. Brad Siolik, Danny Haas, all the different guys who are now heading this operation in the front office. Maybe we can get some good things coming our way. Thank you all for making Locked On Nets your first listen every single day. Now for your second listen, make sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today pod because Locked On has launched the first ever ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, Locked On Sports today. Let's get into Nick Senzel and why I have this little theory. It's a very brilliantly dumb theory as to what I've come up with here. But hear me out. Might be a thing. I'll discuss after this. Thank you all for making Locked On Nets your first listen every single day. It's December 20th. December 20th. What? What is there to talk about here? Nick Senzel. You may not know this. You may have. I'm sure you've been reading all the beat reporters and what everything everyone has been talking about from Bobby Blanco, Mark Zuckerman, Andrew Golden, all the different Nationals reporters out there. Nick Senzel and Lane Thomas are kind of childhood best friends. And this might be a little good aura turnaround here for Nick Senzel. They were travel ball teammates at age seven years old, in Knoxville, Tennessee. What does that mean? It may just mean that they were teammates, that they are good buddies, and they are. They are good friends. Nick Senzel has talked about it. He has talked about how crazy it is and how excited he is to play with Lane Thomas yet again. But also, he has talked about how excited he is to play with C.J. Abrams on the left side of the infield because right now, Nick Senzel is probably going to be your Nationals opening day third baseman, whether you like it or not. Nick Senzel, we've talked about it the moves, and kind of what we want to see. This is the market that the Nationals were expected to be in this year. Try to get those one-year, prove-it kind of guys, maybe turn their careers around, train them at the deadline, and see what you can do with them. But when he was talk- when he was asked about how excited he was to play with C.J. Abrams, I thought this was kind of cool. Quote, just to be able to play with him on the left side when talking about C.J. Abrams and compete with him, I'm super excited. I don't know what this is. You may be thinking, Ryan, this is insane. What are you talking about? How are you drawing this connection? What if we can have something good? What if the Nationals can kind of turn this thing around when it comes to Lane Thomas and Nick Senzel? What if this best buddy relationship can kind of come into fruition? Nick Senzel goes back to being a kid, killing the baseball when he was playing travel ball down in Tennessee with Lane Thomas. 
What if Lane Thomas can now get the best out of himself and get the best out of Nick Senzel as well? It's an interesting thought. And it really just kind of comes down to what if it can happen? Will it happen? Maybe. But what if it can happen? And if the Nationals can tap into that talent, what does that mean for everyone going forward? I'm just saying there might be some good aura here brewing in D.C. for Nick Senzel. Maybe have that childhood energy come back into him, get some excitement again, get to play every single day, play 162 games, stay healthy with the Nationals, and ultimately get your opportunities to hopefully turn your career around. I'm just saying, there may be some good aura here brewing for the Nationals at the Navy Yard. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check us out over on YouTube. Just search Locked On Nationals there. Wherever you get your podcasts, again, search Locked On Nationals. That is where you will find us every single day and hit that subscriber button. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good one. Enjoy.